Welcome to Perimenopology, where we explore and converse about what it means to transition out of the young, hot, fertile, and fuckable box that our society labels as most worthy when you were socialized as a woman. Around here, we're all about body literacy and talking about the topics that society tells us are unimportant or inappropriate. I'm Michelle Kapler, reproductive acupuncturist, Chinese medicine practitioner, and master feminist life coach, and you've got episode number 27. Hello, hello, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Perimenopology. Before I get into today's episode, I want to make a quick announcement. This episode is brought to you by my free class called What to Expect in Perimenopause. I offered this course as a webinar earlier this year, and the feedback that I got from the attendees was so good that I decided to offer it to anybody who wants to watch it for free. This course is a basic 101 overview of perimenopause and menopause, where I answer questions like, what is perimenopause and how is it different from menopause? What are the hormones at play during this transition? How is the body going to change over time during this transition? What are some of the signs and symptoms to watch out for to know that it's happening? And what are the treatment options that are available to me if I'm experiencing symptoms that I don't want to experience? I presented this class because I believe that people of all genders, but especially women and people who cycle and menstruate, deserve to know exactly how their bodies work and exactly what's normal and not normal. Because greater body literacy means that we can better advocate for ourselves from our healthcare providers and from the people in our lives. It also helps us to know when something is not normal or not healthy, so we can ask for the medical care that we need to feel better or maybe even just get a little bit of relief. To get instant and free access to this class, just go to michellecapler.com forward slash expect. That's michellecapler.com forward slash E-X-P-E-C-T. And I'm also going to link that up in the show notes for you, of course. So in today's episode, first of all, I want to just bring a couple of things to your attention. First of all, if you hear a rooster in the background crowing ad nauseum, Our rooster, Fred, is just having a day today. I don't know if there's a predator in the forest or he's just really excited to get it on with the hens, but he's just crowing his little head off. And um, that's just part of life here on the homestead. So we may be joined by Fred in today's episode. And secondly, it's, you know, end of April and my allergies are just so much fun at this time of year. So you get to hear husky congested allergy, Michelle. So thank you for your forgiveness on both of those fronts. So in today's episode, I want to have a conversation about aging gracefully. If you are socialized as a woman or present as a woman, you've probably heard of this phrase before, and I'm imagining it inspires a few ideas in your own mind of what it means. But today I want to actually unpack and define aging gracefully because I don't think many of us take the time to ask ourselves what we personally think it means and if we actually want it to be an endeavor that we take on and choose on purpose. Before we dive in, I want to very clearly state that I am a huge advocate for body sovereignty and I think people can do whatever they want with their own bodies. I have no agenda here in terms of wanting you to make certain choices. If somebody wants to embark on a cosmetic surgery or anti-aging journey, I completely support that as long as they truly like their reasons for doing it. And that's what I want to explore today. The reasons why somebody might make a particular choice for their body in the name of aging gracefully. So if you've been listening and following me for a while, you know that I love to start with a good definition so we can all be on the same page. I did a little Googling around to see what the World Wide Web spits out for top hits for aging gracefully, and the results were entirely predictable. When I typed in 
aging gracefully into the search bar, uh, there were a couple of things that came up very commonly. First, there were the lifestyle advice pieces and diet plans. So eat this and avoid that and do this exercise and meditate and this behavior and things like that. And then there were hits for cosmetic surgery and skin clinics. They offered procedures and products to help women, quote unquote, age gracefully. So facelifts and breast lifts and microdermabrasion and skin peels and so many other options out there. And then there were a few articles from assisted living centers posting ads for future residents. And those hits were most interesting to me because they often dove into the psychological and behavioral aspects of aging. They often talked about cognitive stimulation, community, being active, which was a bit of a different perspective, though admittedly it was meant for a much older audience than the articles for diet plans and cosmetic surgery. It was interesting to observe that it wasn't until aging at Itself was seemingly accepted that we begin to have the conversation about mindset and community and mental health and purpose, which I just found that very interesting. However, I was still hard pressed to find an agreed upon definition of what aging gracefully actually means. So from there, I decided to put out the word on social media to see what thoughts come up for people when they hear about aging gracefully. I also spoke to a few clinical patients about the topic to get their feedback as well. So when I spoke to people directly, there were two answers that came up for most people. The first is in relation to consuming anti-aging products and services, as well as anti-aging lifestyle practices. So I'm talking about cosmetic surgery and injectables, anti-aging skincare and treatments. And then there was this whole idea of quote unquote, keeping fit, which in many cases was talking about weight loss and maintaining a youthful figure, whatever that means. And the other common answer was one that I was delighted to hear, which is that aging gracefully meant finally being at a time in life when women and people socialized as women could actually think about what they want in life and go for it. It often meant to some people finding one's purpose. It often meant cultivating a deep acceptance of one's body. And it was very interesting to me that nine times out of 10, the immediate reaction in answering this question for most people was to bring up the anti-aging products and procedures and behaviors. But then after talking through that and sometimes becoming a little frustrated, understandably so, people would often settle into the conversation on the other end of the spectrum, which was more along the lines of finding purpose and body acceptance and deep reflection on the idea of a life lived on purpose. And as smart, self-reflective humans, I think a lot of us are aware of these two perspectives competing for space in our brains. I think that we know that we're being told from every direction that we will be less worthy if we age and quote unquote, look old. We want to embrace the idea that age comes with wisdom and an opportunity to embrace our bodies and accept if not appreciate or love them. And most of us theoretically disagree with this idea that youth and attractiveness to the male gaze should be a guiding compass for how we make decisions and live our lives. And at the same time, for most of us, when we hear the term, quote unquote, aging gracefully, we think about slowing down the clock and looking as young as possible despite our chronological age. Now, the method through which we achieve this will vary according to somebody's personal values and priorities. For some, it's lifestyle practices like diet and exercise and taking vitamins. For some, it's Botox and other cosmetic procedures. But it's almost universally the same goal, which is to slow down the aging process so we can continue to be worthy humans. And 
I had one follower that commented on my Facebook post asking for people's opinions on this that really jumped out at me and that I want to share what she said because I think she outlined this duality very well in her comment. So she said, I actually feel like aging gracefully has a sort of misogynistic or ageist undertone as if it's inappropriate to say dye your hair pink or get tattoos or wear a short skirt past a certain age. And I think the media has co-opted this term and kind of tainted it. I wish that it meant to wade into this new and sometimes confusing phase of life with grace and appreciation, or that it meant to feel good in your body no matter what's happening on the outside. And then she said, I just get this mild ick when I hear that phrase, and it's probably from years of gross tabloid headlines. So with that said, and that shared, my dear, smart, self-aware feminist listeners, I want to leave you with a few questions for you to ponder today as you think through this topic, because it's a big one and it's highly personal. So I can't sit here and give you advice that's going to be applicable to your particular situation, but I can ask you questions to bring out what the answers are for your personal situation. But before I do that, I want to make it very clear that I don't think we are wrong for having the immediate reaction of thinking about how we can keep our bodies from aging when the topic of aging gracefully comes up. We are taught both explicitly and implicitly our entire lives that our currency in life is our youth, our bodies, and our ability to hold the male gaze. So it makes sense that it's the first place that our brains would go. So let's give ourselves some grace and drop the self-judgment. Let's approach these questions with curiosity. And that might sound something like, wow, that is fascinating that my brain would offer me that idea, as opposed to, I should know better, or I'm shallow, or I'm vain, or I'm a bad feminist. Let's not make ourselves wrong for having these understandable ideas. And at the same time, if we could just for a moment, imagine a world where we no longer had to subscribe to those ideas and values, how would you get to think about moving through perimenopause and menopause? how would you get to think about aging? What if you could drop the gracefully part and just age? What if you could allow your malleable, changeable human body to take on a different shape or several different iterations of that shape to become a little bit more intimate with gravity? What if you could allow your body to work in a little bit less efficiency or maybe a lot less efficiency? Maybe you could allow it to require more care and attention. What if the various creases and lines and textures and states of moisture were not a sign that you were becoming less worthy, but actually represented a life of human emotions experienced across the entire spectrum and physical function to do awe-inspiring things like create life and actually create another human being if that's what you chose to do? What if you could allow all of this to unfold and not make yourself wrong for it? What could you do to be radically fucking kind to yourself. What does that mean to you personally? Maybe it might mean renouncing the daily habit of your ritual of going over your body with a fine tooth comb to point out your flaws and fix them. Maybe it means buying some new pants that are comfortable and expandable and putting away those pants that you tell yourself that you'll someday fit back into if you can just get your shit together and you're not allowed to like your body until you do. Maybe it means asking for something a little bit different during sex because the things that you used to do just don't feel good for you anymore and you'd like to try something that might feel comfortable and easeful and lovely and pleasurable. 
Maybe it means saying no to people in your life because you simply need more rest and quiet these days. Maybe it means talking to your doctor about options for treating your perimenopausal insomnia or hot flashes or other symptoms that you're having. What does radical kindness mean to you when it comes to your body and your aging process? And if you are completely stumped on how to even begin to answer these questions, let's have a conversation. These are the exact kinds of questions I ask my coaching clients as I help them create the exact life that they want through perimenopause and beyond. To book your free coaching consultation, you can head to the show notes and find the link there. I'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, thanks for listening. If you are loving what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take this work to a deeper level, let's work together. If you are a resident of Ontario, Canada, we can work together in a clinical setting, both virtually or in person, to help you find a unique and customized treatment plan to alleviate your perimenopausal symptoms and get you the relief you deserve using Chinese medicine. Or if you're looking for support with body image, confidence, advocating for yourself and seeking treatment, or just generally making your life as awesome as possible through this transition and beyond, I can help you anywhere in the world through coaching. To learn more about your options for working with me, head to michellecapler.com and click on work with me on the overhead menu. I can't wait to talk with you. Thank you.